Hello everyone, I'm Samir Prince and this is Part of the Pros, a series of video sessions where we sit down with some of the most talented and successful execs in sports entertainment, learning about how they've got to where they are and what it takes to be a pro in their field. Today I am sat with Ishwara, uh, the ex-president of an MLS team and insanely all-round talented sports exec. Uh, Ishwara, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Nice. Well, uh, let's kick off with a question I always like to kick off with. Uh, just take us way back when. Um, how did you first get into sports? So, you know, I don't think I realized one could work in sports, to be quite honest about it. You know, I, I played a lot of sports growing up. I don't know, moderately well. I've been surrounded by plenty of people who are far better athletes than I was and <laughs> watched a lot of sports with my parents. Um, but didn't start out working in sports, worked in management consulting and banking, and then was fortunate enough that a former McKinsey colleague of mine was hiring for a really interesting role at IMG. And I was like, well, I could work in sports. I mean, how much fun would that be? And, you know, I guess that was 18 years ago and I, I would never do anything else. Why leave sports when you're lucky enough to work in sports? Yeah, why not? I mean, you, you touched on it just then, but I think your career path is is very, very interesting in, you know, doing everything from being an analyst to leading up to strategy, business development and partnerships. Was this a path that you'd kind of set out as something you wanted to do from day one or did those opportunities come your way throughout your career? Maybe a bit of a kind of blend of the two. I think if you had asked me what I wanted to do when I was, you know, in high school or college, I probably would have told you that I wanted to run for office. Um, <laughs> okay. And I, I still think that maybe one day when I retire, I'll be like an ambassador to a lovely foreign country. Um, Cause I really love, and it's actually worked out well career rise because I really love working with people from all over the world and, you know, working in business is often a little bit of an exercise in politics sometimes, unfortunately as well. Um, no, I don't think early in my career, I sort of meaningfully planned this path. I've always, when I first worked at McKinsey, I really liked fixing things. And I still love that. I love asking questions and fixing business problems, but it's just more fun to do it in sports. I mean, I worked in Lehman Brothers after McKinsey and learned a lot about financial statements and analysis, but learned that banking's kind of boring. Like it's a wonderful skill set, but there's nothing better than actually being passionate about what you do and the products you're offering. And I just couldn't quite find that passion for investment banking products. It was a great experience. I would recommend to anyone to work in consulting or banking to learn a lot, but I just wasn't passionate enough to want to do it forever. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I think once you get a taste for for what sports is like, it's, it's kind of difficult to come away from it, right? Um, okay, cool. Um, and growing up, I speak to a lot of people who have always had whether it be role models or, you know, mentors that they've worked with that have kind of played a, a big impact in their in their careers. Is there anyone that you would say, you know, looking back has, has played a significant part in, you know, helping to get you to where you've got to? I'm sure there'll be a, probably a list of people, but anyone that yeah. really kind of sticks out? Yeah, I mean, there were a few people I worked for at IMG that were really wonderful. You know, Andy Pierce, Lawton Logan, David Aberton, and then Jeff Reese at Yahoo are the people who come to mind a lot. I think you know, what makes them different than anyone else is that I always like to say that they knew me, they knew what my strengths and weaknesses are, but they also knew my dog's name and my kid's name. And they they cared about me as a person. And they, I learned a lot from them, but they were also willing to challenge me. Like, and one of the things that Andy Pierce said to me, one of his favorite things he said to me, he goes, you know, Ishwara, you, I always thought I sort of wanted to be a chief operating officer and be the person behind the person, like, the one doing all the work and the strategy and operations. And he said to me at one point, he goes, you know, you'll never be as successful as you could be or should be if you don't drive revenue. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. <laughs> or then, you know, Jeff Reese once said to me, he goes, we were doing a big negotiation with a betting company. He's like, 
Ishwar, you've done a lot of work and I understand that you know your position and what we want to get out of this negotiation. But if you thought about what the person on the other side of the table needs to get to look good coming out of this, he goes, because a good deal, everybody feels maybe a little bit disappointed, but everybody feels that we got to a pretty fair outcome. But what will make him look good when he goes back to his boss? Because I had spent days, weeks, months looking out for what I wanted, but I was like, oh, I never really, I mean, it seems obvious, but I never really thought about that. Yeah, it's, it's that perspective, isn't it? Um, which usually tends to come from those mentors. So, uh, okay, nice. Glad glad to hear that you, you, you had a few people, I guess, that played an impact in, in your career from a, uh, an early stage. And uh, I guess speaking more maybe generally across the industry, um, you know, sitting in my shoes, I speak to a lot of people on a, on a day-to-day basis who are, you know, looking for new opportunities and, you know, the, the majority of the candidates that are currently out there looking for new roles and applying to new roles are, are males, right? And, you know, we're yeah, as a business sure. trying to drive some more initiatives to help support in, in getting more female leadership, but not only leadership, you know, also at the kind of junior and, and mid-levels as well. Um, what do you think, uh, I guess, as an industry, we could be doing more of to to try and, um, I guess, encourage those that are at a senior level to be pushing for those CEO or pres level jobs as you did, or, you know, encouraging those people that maybe at the earlier stages of career to say, hey, look, there is an industry here in, in sports that, um, you know, is heading in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I think a few things to think about. One, as you know, sports is an industry like every other industry. There are jobs in HR and legal and marketing and sales. And you can hire people who haven't worked in sports forever to do those jobs. That's I think that's one great way to increase diversity. Your, your accountant doesn't need to have worked in sports to be a good accountant for you. In some roles, it's certainly more difficult. But one good way to find, as you know, you do this you know, all day, is to find people from other industries where it's relevant. I also think you know, the sports industry has made a ton of progress. So I often, I host this bi-monthly gathering of women executives in sports in New York. And it's been amazing to see like the camaraderie because we've been debating adding men. And actually the women don't want to add men because they really enjoy the camaraderie of one another and, you know, the jokes and the fun stories and stuff like that. Um, lastly, I think broadly, every industry, sports, sports is one of them needs to improve flexibility. I think it's not just for women, it's for anybody who has anything in their life besides work that matters to them, be they kids or sick parents or a dog, or I have a friend who wants flexibility so she can be a yoga teacher on the side. It, it doesn't really matter. But I think especially coming out of COVID, people just want more flexibility. And I've, as a leader, tried to be more transparent than that in my own life. I'll say, you know, I'm leaving early today to go watch my son's flag football game. You can call me if you need me and I'll be working probably till midnight to finish up the work. But it's important to me that today between 5 and 6 p.m., I'm going to watch my son's flag football game and you should do the same for whatever that equivalent is for you. And I think early in my career, I was really afraid to ask for that. And I think I think the world has become more accepting of that, but I still think there's a lot more we could do to make people's lives more flexible because people in sports work really hard. I always tell people that. I'm like, it is so much fun. And sometimes it is rather sexy. There's no doubt. But we work really hard because a lot of our events and activities take place outside of normal business hours, but we still also work normal business hours. Yeah. Well, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good tips and advice there for for those uh, employers that are uh, looking to drive um, some more hiring into their teams and, and businesses uh, throughout the course of this year. So, um, you briefly touched on, um, you know, the the group that you've got going on there, Ishwara, and the the bi monthly yeah. events that you run. Um, you're also a member of uh, Wise uh, as well. Um, can you give us some insight into what that group's all about for any listeners who are unaware and you know maybe interested in in being a part of that group? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's 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 a group for women who are active in the sports and adjacent industries. They do a lot of really cool events. I mean, more than anything, it's been for me a really great way to make friends, 
right? The industry, I mean, everybody in the industry will always tell you to go network. And that's great. But what you don't, I, I was talking to someone earlier today, I said, I don't really need 30 new acquaintances. I'd rather make five new friends, right? And networking is really about finding people that you genuinely click with. You can't force it either, right? You have to genuinely click and actually being there to help them. Like the people in my network that I really am there for, like, I know about their lives. I've met their kids. I networking and goes both ways. Why has it just been a wonderful way to get to know people? And sometimes it's quite fun just to commiserate on different things, you know, whether your partner didn't clean up his or her, you know, dishes last night. Sometimes it's rather silly, but it's a lot of fun. I'm like, the sports industry has been great in that a lot of these women and men have become like really good personal friends of mine. Here and uh, last question before moving yeah. on to the hot seat, my, my personal favorite part of the uh, yes, the conversation. Um, any um, last tips or one kind of golden piece of advice that you'd give to any um, junior people out there that are looking to find a way into industry? Maybe a little similar to me in, in you, Laura, where perhaps we weren't just quite good enough to make it pro and we had to kind of look <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> um, um, yeah, any advice can... that you've got for those people that are, are considering a move into the industry? My 11-year-old son thinks he's going to be able to beat me at tennis soon. So I don't know if I was quite good enough to go pro, but... <laughs> You know, I guess two pieces of advice. One, the industry always need people who can drive revenue. If you can sell something or drive revenue for your organization, you'll always have value. I always especially encourage people if they have those skills or feel comfortable doing that to pursue that. And then two, you know, to network in earnest, but also, you know, to not only network with people who are much more senior than you. A lot of us who have a lot of good relationships actually built our relationships when we were both relatively junior. And then, you know, over time, we've become more senior, but like we've known each other for 15 years. And when I call him or her, we're legitimately friends. And there's just something actually there. Like build build your network based on friendship and help be there to try to help people when you can. And actually, like the other, a few weeks ago, I actually helped someone find a job. And it feels really good to be useful and helpful to people. Nice. Appreciate that, Shara. Uh, perfect. So um, like I said, exciting part of the uh, conversation. Uh, <laughs> Quick fire round of questions of would you rather? Uh, so we'll dive straight into it. Uh, kicking off with the Montreal Canadiens or the New York Rangers? Canadians. My husband's a huge fan. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl or the World Cup? I've never been to the World Cup, so I'd like to try that. Okay. I've been to the Super Bowl. It's amazing, but I, I've never been to a World Cup. Uh, NBA or the MLB? Oh, <laughs> I grew up watching a lot of baseball with my dad. Um, today, I find that I cannot convince my kids to watch baseball. It makes me sad, but they they prefer the speed of the NBA. Makes sense. Uh, Venus or Serena Williams? Oh, I love Serena. If I could get them to adopt me into their family and make <laughs> me their new best friend. My husband loves Venus, but Serena has my heart. I love her spunk and feist, and <laughs> she's, she's amazing. So. Uh, East Coast or West Coast? I grew up in California and live in New York. Um, I love the California way of life, but New York's the center of the world, so I can't leave. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, <laughs> dog person or a cat person? Well, I have a big golden retriever sitting under my desk right now, but I grew up with three cats. So. I'm surprised he hasn't uh, spoken up throughout the course of this uh, interview so far. Oh, I know. He barked a lot last week while I was doing something important. <laughs> Uh, a holiday in the Alps or a holiday at the beach? I don't like the cold, but I can't sit still on the beach. My ideal holiday is like a holiday in a big international city. 
Tokyo, Paris, London, Rome, yeah. Buenos Aires. Okay. Uh, Mexican food or Chinese food? Oh, I love all kinds of food. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a very good yes or no, but I, I just love no. food. <laughs> uh, and last question, uh, Forsyth Barnes or anyone else? Oh, definitely Forsyth Barnes and definitely you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I think we've all known a lot of executive recruiters in the business, but an exec good executive recruiter actually really cares about the client and the people. That makes a big difference. 100%. Well, look, Ishwara, really appreciate you joining the session. Uh, thanks so much. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Uh, next week, we are sitting down with someone who started his career at JB Morgan and has worked his way up to leading brand consultant for one of the largest sports agencies in the world. I'll see you then.